Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, and we're back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Uh, hey. What's <laughs> not sure what saying again. If Tim was saying <laughs> hey. God. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah. Welcome back, guys. Game that tune in the house for episode 276. And my God, guys, what a show we've got coming for you tonight. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays their bonus tune. And our winner last week, celebrating his sixth anniversary on this show... The illustrious, the glorious, the uh, beautiful boxer short wearing, David Fleming. And David, you get to tell us the theme for this week's episode. Uh, So I went with a classic theme uh, that I care about deeply, uh, which is a relevant theme with the upcoming release of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, The theme is Games with Monsters. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I I do have to ask you something, David. Is... Is it Arceus? Is that a hard C in that name? I don't know. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, that's just the one that I decided to go with uh, for this episode. I'm I heard they were of... trying to make it so it didn't sound like arse. Because that, they realized I mean... in European countries, they're like, oh crap. People are going to say Pokemon arse. I mean, here you, is. Know, you, you deal with it, guys. I don't know. You know maybe make it like a, like a sh sound like Arceus. Or something like that. But yeah I, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. What's important is that apparently Pokemon Legends Arceus is uh, apparently getting pretty good reviews, so I'm looking forward to playing that game. Um, I could definitely see it being problematic if it was announced it's like, here is the god of Pokemon, Arsehole. Like, dude, yeah. we should maybe change that. Yeah, but Arse- I mean, also... Or yeah, if, even or if, if it was Arkhole, it'd still sound... Yeah, Arkhole sounds pretty gross too. <laughs> or if it was just Arkhole, a giant baby. like Pokemon butt, like Pokemon yeah. butt. But, have uh, they made a you know because they have Pokemon made out of everything now? There's that Pokemon that's a bag of trash. There's the chandelier. Do they have a butthole Pokemon yet or no? That's a good question. There's a, there's, there's that... those two overlapping starfish, but those have been around since the original 151. Mm. So. That should actually be the no. next Pokemon: Pokemon tits and Pokemon ass. There is one. It's like a, a rock. It looks kind of like a uh, what's it called? It looks stupid. It's like looks like a butthole, like a gray butthole with like an eye where the butthole would be. Oh, you I know exactly what, I'm talking about, what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, you know, David's gonna Google Pokemon that looks like a butthole. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got a great show coming for you tonight, guys. Rock and Roller. Oh, yeah, Rog and Roller, that one is pretty stupid looking. Uh, yeah, we got five fantastic games featuring monsters. We've got a fantastic fan request. And uh, yeah, we just gotta, we gotta jump right into it, Johnny. So let's, uh, let's start off with game one. Game one.
right. Um, this game is features 15 different transformations, including a mermaid, uh, a magician, a robot, a dragon, um, a bodybuilder, and a slug, and a whole bunch of others. guys did on this one i figured out with the trivia once you said you could turn into a robot or a slug i put it all together yeah the transformations into like mermaids and everything definitely helped yes johnny still working on his masterpiece looks like a a dick that's on fire um and that's incorrect uh John says Metal Slug. That is incorrect. What? And David said Shantae for GBC. That is also incorrect. What? Uh. (laughs) What? This is Nobody Saves the World. And it's a, a new game. And it's made by Drinkbox, the same people who make the Guacamele games. And mm, okay, um, so uh, they already have a pretty good record, in my opinion. And so this is a like dungeon crawler kind of Zelda game, um, more combat focused than puzzles. But you're basically this like um, kind of like soulless husk of a person you've got no like eyes and you find a magic wand and you can turn into different like uh things and so you level up those things to be able to level uh change into other things and um eventually you talk to a hammer person and the hammer person is like i know a thing or two about transforming and he fixes your wand and then you can like mix and match uh abilities from the different transformations so like you could be like a slug that shoots arrows and uh dope it's pretty cool um this game uh, has... You can be a horse, which is pretty cool. And clock, the clock. weird thing about being a horse is uh, his attack is kicking. And most horses, like this horse, 
kicks with his back legs. So oftentimes you have to hold the R trigger and run through the level backwards so you can kick things. <laughs> Which Fuck is yeah. pretty pretty That's hilarious awesome. that seeing a, great. a horse just running around a dungeon backwards. <laughs> Also I mean, shooting arrows. <laughs> it makes sense. It's that video game logic. Like when you fucking use the uh, like the cannon on the tank in Grand Theft Auto 3 to like propel it through the streets and go yep. super fast. Yep. It's like, well, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. This, this yeah. just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> gotta run the horse backwards so you can attack forward. I get it. Um, also, I'd like to nominate this game for Best Mermaid in Video Games. Um, because Whoa. the mermaid in this game is pretty freaking awesome for one it looks scary as hell which is awesome she's got like crazy sharp teeth and is is basically not what you expect a mermaid to be you're like mermaid okay it's probably gonna be like a big old titty woman nope they're like this is gonna be a fucking fish hag who like fucking wrecks your shit and she's got some good abilities and she can swim she's great i i have to say i am all in favor of this because mermaids are supposed are creatures that are supposed to like entice men to the water and then drag them under and drown them but everybody just makes mm -hmm. sexy mermaids you want to fuck like no i want scary mermaids where yeah, are the scary, scary mermaids, mermaids. i want scary great. mermaids that i want to fuck yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want a mermaid that I'm afraid of how much I want to fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified like, and turned on. Discord. Like, uh, like Fry said dope. on Futurama, like, why couldn't she be the fish part on the top and the lady parts on the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for, baby. Okay, I'm looking at the picture that was posted in the Discord of what the mermaid looks like, and yes, that that is what I want out of a mermaid. That is badass. Yeah, it's, oh, it's got like a wow. fun like, art style. Um, all the monsters are cool and are gross looking or great. Like, it's a really just cool looking game. Like, um, some of the humor is kind of, you know, hit and miss, but you know, sure. it's tough to write jokes in video games. And, um, but like, it's also from the look of it, it's looking like almost like some like Ren and Stimpy or like, I don't know, like some, Maybe. I'm trying to think of like what fucking animation, like kind of gross, weird animation this is trying to emulate. Like, you know, it's fucking cool looking. But maybe the uh, the humor is a little, uh, I don't know, tied to the hideous style. You know, yeah, some maybe, of it's, some of it's maybe funny. It some of it's kind of like, cool. Let me just go kill stuff. Right. And um, so, like a lot of it is like, it's very grindy, but it's a fun grind. Because you can like mix and match abilities and... I like finding uh, different things that um, work together, um, which is real fun. Like if you Wait, start... by that, are you saying that there are things that don't work together? <laughs> well, like, you know, certain abilities work better teamed with others. Right. Like, because, um, oh, one of the things in the, in the game is some of the monsters, because there's monsters in this game, I've mentioned what? a few times. And... <laughs> Um, they have like a shield on them and the shield corresponds to either like piercing damage poison damage or like one of the other two damage types and basically as long as you do like one attack that does that kind of damage you can knock the shield off so mixing and matching your abilities you can like give your slug uh, like piercing attacks and uh, you know um, like a stomp move you know <laughs> even mm. though he can't really stomp because he's a, a slug Right. 
That's what I was thinking. Like, it'd be funny if you cool could. Ability. But it would well, be funny if you could combine abilities and discover like bad abilities. You know, like doing the fusion dance in Dragon Ball Z, and you come out oh, yeah. fat go tanks. Like it's like yeah, you combine the mouse and the mermaid. It's like well, that's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's like combining you know different powers and everything doesn't always come out great. It's like yeah, I imagine because I'm looking at the list and there seems to be like an archer. I bet like an archer and a mermaid would be awful because you can't really shoot a bow and arrow underwater. Like right, it yeah. doesn't quite work. See, and if, if they thought that all the way through, that'd be really funny. Like, yeah, the mouse can climb on walls, but the mermaid also has no feet, so it's a bad combination of things. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would like, love to see that. <laughs> like, um, for example, I had to race a witch around a, a racetrack, and so... I want a horse for that. Yeah, so I was going to use my horse, but I noticed my slug has an ability that makes them like zoom around and leave like slime everywhere Boy. and that ability makes them run faster than the horse so i put that on the horse so slug i could race <laughs> so like i just zoom off and leave a big old trail of slime and the witch is like what the fuck cool. and i beat the the fuck out of that witch with my slimy horse isn't slug horse the off-screen villain from uh willy wonk and the chocolate factory slug horse yeah. It is, Johnny. Uh, uh, or it's that the guy from, like, the sixth Harry Potter book. Uh, but yeah, I do like, runs the Dragon Olympics or whatever. Uh, yeah, maybe. Nathaniel sure. Slughorse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's him, all right. <laughs> I thought so he was he... the guy they named that school in Jacksonville. Nathaniel. <laughs> oh. Beats. Nathaniel Nathan Bedford Slughorse? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People um, who live outside of Jackson are gonna love that joke. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. All our God, people guys. people tune into Game That Tune for the specific Jacksonville Elementary it. School naming jokes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be fair, the Good Place it's... got four seasons out of Jacksonville jokes, so you know. Yeah, it's because none of them were true. They weren't steeped in much truth at all. <laughs> but um, you have your Saint Augustine uh... jokes. Give me my one Jacksonville joke. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I try not to make those jokes, guys. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, uh, no, this game looks fucking rad. Like, uh, it's you know, very there's some cool. other screenshots that were shared in the Discord, and, like, it's a gorgeous fucking game. The cartoon style is awesome and hideous and weird. Yeah. Uh, hmm. and yeah, just, it looks super cool. So, like, with the abilities combining, are you saying, like, can you, like, unlock them and combine them at will? Or is it, like, you gotta find them kind of like Kirby style and combine them? Like, no, it, you get, like, um, skill points that you put into like skill trees to like cool. level up different abilities and okay you can buy like different passive abilities there's a dude that sells um like um you take less damage from these attacks or or um sometimes you're uh you gain mp faster or you Sweet. know stuff like that cool so you yeah, can like tweak like... your characters pretty good yeah, if like Kirby sixty four just eventually had the ability to like go down a list and choose two things and combine them and play the level as that, that would have been pretty cool. So yeah, this sounds kind of like that, and uh, it sounds pretty fucking dope. <laughs> like, I like uh, I like powers. I like combining them, and I like uh, fucking gorgeous weird cartoon worlds. And you're not kidding. This is new. This came out fucking last week. <laughs> yeah, it did. Jesus, <laughs> I've been playing the fuck out of it too. Yeah, man, I had a. God, this game has Game Pass written all over it. You know. Mm. So, cool. Yeah. Um, and the action in it, it's like, uh, is it, you know, 
uh, you said it's dungeon crawly. It's like Legend of Zelda, so it's not yeah, like it's uh, no turn base or anything like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Really trying um, to gauge my own interest in this game. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's very actiony. You know, good. You're running around, shooting stuff, hitting stuff. You know, breaking mm -hmm. things in the environment. You know, riding slime horses and leaving yeah. trails. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> God, that's uh. I'm glad to know about this. You know, that, that shit, that's like too... It's like, I can't say, oh, man, I missed this. It's like, no, this came out last week. I don't need to have known about this yet. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this is totally but, new, uh, you know. Yeah, this game is firmly going on my radar. Like, if this comes out for the Switch at some point, then, you know, count me in, baby. Yeah, definitely. This, uh... Yeah. I was gonna say, there's scary mermaids. You have me sold already. I yeah. was gonna say, it doesn't take much to sell David, but, you know, uh, mermaids true to their lore, it's, <laughs> you got him, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and... And when she gets in the water, she can move real fucking fast, too. What? Which is cool. Well, I mean... One would hope. What? My only other experience with water-faring uh, forms is the turtle. And the turtle moves kind of fast, but the fucking mermaid books it. Maybe you just gotta find the right thing to combine with the turtle to make it move faster yeah. through the water. Probably. Yeah, is there like a motor? Maybe. Is there a tube of ooze, perhaps, from TGRI? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could make the turtle uh, use the slug uh, slide. Oh, man, if you combine the slug slime with the bodybuilder, can you get super shredder? <laughs> oh, man, baby. <laughs> yeah. you got to try this, Jesse. This, this has to happen. <laughs> Game 2.
All right, guys. So uh, this game was developed in 10 months, despite none of the development team having prior experience with developing on the PlayStation 3. Um, according to Famitsu Magazine, this game sold 17,300 units in Japan by the end of 2009, making it the 463rd best-selling game of the year in that region. Who's got some uh, answers? Great pick, Johnny. Yeah. Great pick. Yeah. Let's Not see. great trivia. <laughs> no. The fuck? <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's see here. So, um... David says, I'm so glad I didn't pick this for the quest, dot, dot, dot. Which is not correct. Dot, dot, dot? Yeah. Three dots? Three dots. Uh, Jesse and Jumbo say 3D dot here. Well, so Jesse wrote 3D dot heroes, but I'll give it to him. This is 3D dot game heroes. Released for the PlayStation 3. Uh, it's a game where everything is uh, a voxel style graphic, and it's technically 3D, but you're really playing on like a 2D plane, similar to The Legend of Zelda. 
And it is pretty darn cute. It is yeah. adorable. I was going to say, I knew exactly what this was when this music started playing. It's like, I was very close to choosing this, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that I did not. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I wasn't even taking the request this week, and I thought about choosing this, because I was like, you know, I know that David doesn't have a high opinion of that game, because it's just kind of a PlayStation 3 Zelda clone, so he probably won't pick that, but I ended up going somewhere else. <laughs> what? But I did listen think... to the music, so good tunes. <laughs> what made you think that I don't have a high opinion of this game? This is one of the games that made me envious of the PlayStation 3 because it looked really fun and I wanted to play it. And then I thought, wait, I have a Wii. I'll just play The Legend of Zelda. Right, exactly. There's a, there's a workaround there for people that don't own the PS3 and want to play a game that emulates The Legend of Zelda. Just go play The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> um, but it wouldn't be in this voxel style, David. Not not for a long time. They, you know, actually, Zelda still didn't do the voxel thing. Because this one, I guess, I it's more in the vein of like the Link's Awakening remake, the like uh, simple and over, you know, simple classic out. Zelda style, but done in a nice three D art style. Cool, yeah. cool yeah, game, Johnny. It's, it's cool a mashup of the three D art style with, you know, you're taking pixel graphics and trying to bring them into the three D space, right? Right. Which, yeah, the the Legend of Zelda uh, remake. Um, Sorry, Legends all the uh, the Link's crap. Awakening remake Link's did Awakening. a full That's reimagining it. of the graphics yeah. in like a cute little toyetic style. It, it so, didn't do like yeah, pixel so take versions. A, it take still that. kept the proportions of the original like Game Boy sprites. Yes. Yeah, take that and ke- make it like you know Minecraft, and <laughs> that's basically what <laughs> right. this is. Because when this came out, things like Minecraft and Voxel were very fucking hot. You know. Yeah. Like. I can't remember when Minecraft actually did first start coming out, but I want to say it was around 2008, 2009. Um, uh, you know, the official release, not until November of 2011, but yeah, it was in pre, uh, pre-release pre for quite some time, and yes, quite yeah. popular. Oh, that yeah. Minecraft. So many voxels. Yes. It's all about the voxels. And guys, I still don't fully understand what a voxel actually is. The I'm glad I'm child. not the only one. Is it the metaverse? Like, is that what a voxel is, or no? Is it different? It's like a 3D pixel. Yeah, I don't understand the question. It's a is, box. Is it a voxel be... a related to cryptocurrencies? It would like, be like what? if no. you could somehow render a 2D sprite in eight, three dimensions. Like, if you could somehow do that, yeah. that's ah. what it would be. Right. It's okay. a three-dimensional thing, John. It's a box. <laughs> so, I, I don't understand how I can say it any more clearly. It's a box. I guess when you just say it's a box, that makes sense. It's just a yeah. box. I mean, you, you invest in cryptocurrency. You should know that you haven't invested in 3D.GameHeroes. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? It's, it's, it's a digital box that is then combined with other boxes to make objects that resemble things. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a graphical style, John. It's a choice. Did you see that movie with uh, Sandler from several years ago? The one that no one liked? Pixels? Yes, I did. I'm sorry, Why? Johnny. That's fucked up, you idiot. But um, <laughs> oh god, that's every, gonna go on the movie poll, isn't it? Oh no! Everyone oh, was saying that movie should have been called Voxels because the it was the characters yeah. all rendered in 3D dots instead of fucking 2D things. So You're it's absolutely not right. It None of it was pixels. Yeah, it was all voxels. Pure voxels. And then people would be like, "What the hell is a voxel?" <laughs> right. Peter Dinklage would look right into the camera and explain it at some point. I don't know. It's a box. Oof. Yeah, it's a box. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Johnny, it's a fucking box. <laughs> like, I didn't think this was the, your sticking point with this. <laughs> I thought it was going to be. The, I guess a, you could say it's a know. 3D dot. 
Yes. <laughs> I think I did say that. God. I mean, I, think I, I don't want to so really take start back. the show again. Yeah. John. Johnny, restart your computer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> do, do me a favor. Give yourself a Mario 2 sound. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> this game looks really fucking cool. Um, I don't remember if I own it or not. Because, uh, you know, whatever. My PS3 collection is somewhere in a box. You know. How it's ironic. in a voxel. Uh, yeah, exactly. What you know, what kind of container? Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I bought it and then played it very briefly. It was like, oh yeah, I'm cool on this. Like, yeah, it got like a lot of nice reviews from like IGN and shit. Like, oh, it's this cute Zelda style thing, and it was kind of like David said, like, eh, <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> I don't really need to play this, though. It, it did seem like they had fun with the, uh, you know, with the art style and like playing with the three dimensionality of things. Like, you know, you, your character got bigger, as I recall, and you could like, or your sword could get really huge. Your sword gets ridiculous. Your sword starts yeah. taking up like half the screen at some point. It's fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> like you can do if you if you could do like a a one eighty sweep with a sword that takes up half the screen, just clear everything. Mm. I'm into that. Like, yeah. oh, a classic Zelda spin attack, except it clears the entire screen. Yeah. Yes. And you can uh, you can design your own characters. You have a little voxel character builder, and that is something that I could spend a lot of time on. Like design them, like literally stack the voxels. Yeah. Like you build a little 3D model, uh, one I'd... voxel at a time, but like you can do it. I had no idea. And uh, as you play, you can like swap out characters constantly. So if you get bored of the current character, you can go make a new one real quick and just bring them in. Or, <laughs> you know, swap out for like other things like dogs or whatever they have in there. Um, so, so apparently there's a, quite a bit of characters you can play as. So basically cool. what I'm hearing is this is a very similar to the Legend of Zelda game where you can be a voxel penis swinging a sword that takes up half the screen. Yeah, I mean, I'm very not. upset. I have not played this. That's actually a fair question. Do do your characters need to be well, humanoid, or can you I mean, just do a 3D object and walk around as it? Because yeah, that sounds fucking. Hilarious. I'm pretty sure it's just a 3D object. But the one concern though is like you only get so many voxels, so like you know, can sure, David we, properly we could, build himself in 3D yeah, game here? Like I could build myself. I'm sure you could build yourself, John. But David, no way, man. It's, yeah. not, it's yeah. not gonna fit. Impossible. You can't convey the girth. <laughs> it simply can't be done within that, that constraints. You just get. There have to be constraints, David. You can't just make an unlimited character like this. You just get up to like the giant tower that's in every RPG, and your character matches it with its penis size. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of man. I kind of feel like I should bust this game out at some point. I, I kind of forgot all about this game. Um, it seems so charming. Um, shout out to Mork in our Discord who just posted a video. Somebody did make a custom penis warrior in yeah. 3D Dot Heroes. That's okay. great. Beautiful. Well, uh. Oh, yeah, and as he it. walks, his little balls jiggle like feet. <laughs> See, and that, you know, that was kind of what I had envisioned. Like, you know, like a little bobbin voxel penis with nutsack feet. So I'm glad that somebody. <laughs> Uh, already, you know, I don't know, they took away my one creative idea. <laughs> God, can we make Nutsack Feet the episode title? I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> I don't we'll know, see man. how the rest of the episode goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Johnny, let's uh, fucking move away from this very quickly. <laughs> Game 3. 
All right, guys. So this game, it makes several updates, numerous updates, really, to the original. You know, graphically, musically, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, uh, you know, it, it updates the original in many ways. However, one of the updates that didn't happen was a big sticking point for fans. Uh, it did not. It was not updated to include three-player multiplayer. Uh, although Steam players. There is two-player online multiplayer, whereas uh, console owners can only play local. How you feeling? feeling pretty, pretty good. Good. So David says Secret of Mana Remake, a game that sadly we've already used on the show. Jesse says Secret of MoMA, uh, sadly not a game that I'm aware of. And Johnny says Legend of Mana Remastered. He is correct. Is Legend of Mana the, like, weird Final Fantasy spin-off on the Game Boy that created the Mana series? No. This okay. is the PlayStation 1. Yeah, this is the this is the remaster of the PlayStation version, Legend of Mana, which is a sequel to Trials of Mana, formerly known as Seiken Densetsu. This is the fourth game in the Mana series. Um, the one that you're thinking of, I believe, is Final Fantasy Adventure. Uh... And it never got retitled. It's so it's okay. The Ma- Mana series, the Mana One is Final Fantasy Adventure. Then you got Secret of Mana, which is Mana Two, Trials of Mana, and then Legend of Mana. And then the series goes off into unfortunate territory. Um, arguably, actually, it goes off into unfortunate territory starting here. Though I know this game is uh, very well liked by many people. Um, man, I was. I was pretty goddamn pumped when they announced this remaster, guys. I was I was looking forward to finally getting to play some Legend of Mana without having to own a PlayStation One or 
fucking bother with emulating it or whatever. I just wanted to fucking, you know, it's like, okay, they're remastering this. It's on Switch. I want to support that with my dollar. I want to speak with my fucking purchase. Yes, make, you know, remaster the Mana series. Good, good. And, uh, you know, bought it. I played some of it. And I really, you know, I need to maybe try going back and playing it again. But guys, this ain't my mana. Do uh, you yeah, regret yeah. your decision to support them with your dollar? Not at all, because I fully support them remastering and re-releasing these these fucking obscure games from that era specifically, especially when it's one that just this you know weird and gorgeous and you know just I don't know I feel like overlooked. I mean, you know, in America, this game came out the same year as the PlayStation Two. This game came out for the PlayStation One, mind you. So you know, already going to be kind of overlooked. Uh, it well, was, and also it's a it's a JRPG on the PlayStation One. I mean, it's not like it had a lot of competition. Well, the, but the thing is, it's not exactly you know your, your typical JRPG on the PlayStation One. It's this it's the mana games, baby. It's got more action than some of those JRPGs. So you know, it, it, it had ways of differentiating itself. Uh, another thing, it's not 3D. It's, uh, they took that PlayStation Power and made fucking slick-looking sprites for everything. Um, you know, that, you know, when I was thinking about games for the show, I was like, man, you know, some of those fucking giant monsters you fight in Legend of Mana are pretty fucking slick. Like, you know, go, uh, go look up some of the sprites for this, man. They're, they're gorgeous. And they're done in a way, like, the, the big monsters and, you know, even just the normal monsters, they're very expressive and fucking cool-looking the boss fights are great. Um, the characters themselves that you play as, I feel like they're getting into the territory of kind of being unknowable. Like, you squint at them and you're like, where's the face on this hero? Like, what have I got here? It looks kind of like an air plant with a helmet on. I guess that's a guy with a <laughs> sword? Yeah. Uh, they, they took it in too whimsical of a direction for a little while there. Um... <laughs> But yeah, um, it's uh, it's a gorgeous game. Uh, it's got a fantastic soundtrack, and it's just I don't know. It's got a lot of stuff that's cool, but I feel like I'm just I don't know. Maybe it's not. I, I'm not sure what my hang-up with this is. I think it's just it's a little daunting. I, I started playing it, and you know I want the classic Secret of Mana. You know maybe even you know still kind of Trials of Mana formula. Uh, a world to move around in and explore, you know, do some leveling, uh, you know, cast spells and beat shit up. Eventually you get to a boss, you know, you, you fucking get a little story beat, whatever. This one, there's not the same world. They did the weird thing where you build your world. Like, at the beginning of the game, like, at the beginning of the game, in Secret of Mana, you name your character. Off to the races. At the beginning of the game of Trials of Mana, you select three of six characters, and that determines, like, your story beats for the game. And then you're off to the races. This one, you have to literally choose a section of the map that your game is going to take place in, and that actually has a bearing on, like, what kind of story you might get based on certain situations like they give, you a big, huh. they give you a big world map and they're like alright yeah, here here's a square moving around and choose your section of the map and it's like okay well I, I'm gonna choose this one over here with like a couple of coastlines and uh, you know whatever and then 
it, land, it starts you with your hometown, and then you you start collecting artifacts and that are imbued with mana energy or some shit, and you go out to the map screen and you place it. It puts you on a little isometric map screen, and you place your artifacts and build out the world from there. And it's it's complicated to the point that, like, okay, yeah, you got this, like, you know, fairy spring. You need to build it near water. So if you started with a map that doesn't have any water on it, this fairy spring isn't going to work in your world. And it's is like, it like when you, how am I supposed when, to know this? <laughs> when you choose your area, is it like your starting area and you eventually get to explore the rest of the world? Or is it no. like that's what you're confined to? It's like, well, you're eventually going to use all the pieces to build the same world, but the pieces will react differently based on whether or not you're placing them in the right places. Yeah, if that huh. makes any sense. It's like, here's a world with a lot of water in it, or here's the one with a lot of forest, and, you know, you're, like, there's an ideal location to start at, and you need to, know, you need to read a fucking guide to know it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking crazy. And that's the thing, like, you know, ultimately... I think my sticking point is that I don't want to fucking play this game with a guide. But I also don't want to feel like I'm fucking up. Like, you know, I fucking... I, like, I started with my hometown, and then, like, I placed one little settlement or whatever. And then I placed another one. And then I... You know, it's like... This this whole thing feels a little janky and weird, and the story's not really kind of coming through yet. And I looked it up. It's like, oh, yeah, you should have placed those two settlements next to each other near a, you know, a water feature. I'm like... What the fuck, no. man? Like, you know, now what do I do? <laughs> like, do I have to start my fucking file over? Is it ultimately that important? I don't know. If, you know, like, am I worried about 100%ing this game? Like, if I don't fucking place this thing in the right place, am I not going to get the right ending? You know, apparently, See, the focus on the game really was with experimentation and replaying it over and over again. It's, I don't think that's something I have time for these days. <laughs> and. Ultimately, I don't know if the game is fun enough to justify it, but like, you know, there's good, there's good bones in here. There's good mana bones, but like, they put some weird ideas in the stew. And I'm just, you know, not sure how it tastes. See, that's something that I really hate. Like, when games give you choices and options and encourage you to experiment, that's all well and good. But when there's a right answer, that pisses me off because it's just right. like. Oh, yeah, try to figure out what the right answer is. Explore and experiment. Oh, but you did this wrong. Yeah, but, like, well, you didn't place these things in the right place, and you missed this item. Like, what the fuck, man? I wanted that item. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you should... You, I'm not saying I need to fucking, you know, a Navi or character being like, hey, don't, don't put that map thing down there. Like, you know, maybe you want to put it right over here. Like, I like that they're just trusting me to fuck this up and build my own world. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, if a game's going to encourage experimentation, it shouldn't punish you for not doing what it wants. Right. So, you know, that, and, but that's the thing. And see, ultimately, I don't know if the game really punishes you or if I'm reading a guide written by a fucking internet crazy person that wants to 100% <laughs> this game. That's a big point. Like, maybe none of it's important and I didn't need this, you know, magic belt. Like, I don't know, but it's just too much going on. And then eventually, I mean, like, you you start, you can capture monsters and raise them and keep them as pets, and you can use the pets, like, pet monsters as companions on the journeys, or cool. you can cool. do the journeys with another character, and, you know, I'm like, okay, so, but, like, 
if I do it with the wrong thing, am I going to do the game wrong? Do I miss this guy's story <laughs> beat because I took my pet with me? Like, there, there's a little too much going on. I, you know, I just want a little bit more of the classic mana, like, here's your world and move through it than what this what this game ultimately ends up being. But John, I'm, I'm wondering a little bit, is it that the guy is written by a crazy person, or is it that a crazy person is really the guy? Hey! <laughs> I, I'm not prepared to rule that out either, baby. <laughs> you know, am I severely overthinking this? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> you know I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I would like to you know, play the game more. You know, I feel like I want to complete at least like one run through it. Uh, but that brings me to my other problem, is it's just not that much fun. It's not as fun as Old Secret of Mana. Like, I, you know, we talked about this the last time when I brought the original Legend of Mana on the show, and I hadn't played it at that point. Now I have, and I can confirm that some of my suspicions about the game were realized. Like, you know, the difference between Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana, in Trials of Mana when you get into boss fights, or not even boss fights, but battles, your characters take up a different stance. You're moving through the world, you'll be walking, you hold a button to run, then you encounter monsters, you take up a different stance, an action stance, and everything slows down. That happens a fuckload in this fucking Legends of Mana. And, you know, that's all well and good, but, like, it just kind of, you know, it, it breaks up, the the movement doesn't feel right. You'll be moving, and then all of a sudden, you can't see anything, and your ter- character takes an action pose. I'm like, well, I guess there's a fucking enemy around. <laughs> okay, great. Um, but then, like, the, uh, you know, the action in the original Secret of Mana, it was eight-directional combat. It was, it was you know, uh, like another version of Legend of Zelda. You're moving around and slashing in different directions. You're swapping weapons, eight weapons, bunch of magic, you know, all this stuff. In this one, it's more four directions. You know, up, down, left, right. There's no diagonals. The movement's wow. not all that dynamic. <laughs> you know, the... the like the moves are flashy and you know the the boss fights and like combat you gotta you know you gotta kind of do some strategy you gotta move behind things to attack or do this or that but it's ultimately just like the combat doesn't feel as you know natural because again it's the taking of the stance and then the the movement in the combat just not having as many facets as the uh, as the original Secret of Mana I'm just kind of like ah you know like, I want to play this and love it because I feel like I love this series, but, like, I'm starting to wonder if I love this series. <laughs> like, do I just, do I love uh, the one game and like the second game? And then, do I care about the rest of the series? I'm not sure I do. <laughs> so, really got me in. This game threw me for a loop, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to get through it at least once, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's not what I wanted. Which is disappointing to say, because I was really excited for it. It was one of two remastered fucking games that came out this year that I got all excited for, and then it wasn't exactly what I wanted, man. How are you going to give me Legend of Mana and fucking Act Razor remastered and then have neither of them be exactly what I wanted? <laughs> like, dang it. Yeah, I'll give, a, give Act Razor Renaissance some points. I got way farther in that than I did in this before I got burned out, so. Um, fucking man. Square Enix, man. Saying, man, you know, I like that they try to give people, you know, fun new experiences or fun remade experiences, but, um, man, just, I don't know. This one's, uh, 
That's the thing. You know, if they changed this up, there wouldn't be a fucking remaster. It would be a fucking, you know, like a remake or a change-up. I mean, you know, where's like, uh, where's Legend of Mana change-up <laughs> instead of remaster? <laughs> Is it a baseball game? Yeah, yeah. change the fucking game. <laughs> I would love to see more games called blah, 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 change-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Sonic the Hedgehog 2, change-up. This time you're a botnik. Or, no. you know, yeah, exactly. This time it's a 3D game. <laughs> like, yeah. What? No, no, you do not want Sonic the Hedgehog in 3D. <laughs> true, true. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I will, I think, go back and pick this up and you know play a little bit more of it. I just, I dread doing it with a fucking guide open. That's the thing. That's not how I want to play. And I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. Torn between... Just kind of trying to experience it and maybe fuck it up, and then trying to experience it the right way. It's it's a tough balance, but just go for it. Um, I think I should. Just you know, go maybe for I it. Think, no guide. No. I think yeah. the idea of the game is that you make your own legend of it's mana. True. You know, you are your own mana. Yeah. You know, it's uh, mm, well said, Jesse. You always know just what to say. Um. But yeah, also, uh, you know, final point, classic soundtrack. You know, shout out to Yoko Shimomura for her fantastic original soundtrack. Uh, she oversaw the remaster of it. Shout out to Ryo Furukawa for the uh, fantastic remastered tunes with Yoko's gentle hand directing them in the right direction. Just great tunes. Fucking delightful soundtrack. Just, you know, I mean, front to back, fantastic. You know, you got the whimsical fantasy stuff, and then you got those banger boss fights that we were listening mm. to. I just fucking love this soundtrack so i hope i can one day love the game as much as i love its soundtrack um so yoko call me you know guide me through the game I, you know I, I will play the game if yoko shimamura is like if she's my navi if if i'm fucking this game up and yoko's like oh wait no don't you know put that piece there because you're gonna want to go to this world you're gonna want to hear the song that i composed go to there you know then we'll be in business so yoko you know give me a buzz Chunk, you just imagine I start playing these next songs and your phone rings. And it's and Yoko. It's, yeah, and it's you imitating Yoko Shimomura. Yeah, I can't imagine it, John. <laughs> John, it's Yoko Shimomura. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to remind you to you know, play Legend of Mana at 9 Eastern. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Every week at 9 Eastern. Uh, hell yeah. So, Yoko, let's keep it going. <laughs> Game 4.
Uh, shit, I lost the tap to have my trivia. Okay. Uh, before this game was released, Segasoft announced that this would be the first game they would publish for the PlayStation once they acquired a PlayStation software license. However, Segasoft never ended up publishing any games for the PlayStation. So this is our fan request for the evening, and while y'all are writing your answers, I want to give a special thanks to The Link, Floyd, and Mork, who seconded this fan request, for making this request in our Discord channel. Hell yeah. Quite the request. Alright, uh, let's see those answers. Oh my goodness, um, play the hat trick sound. Everyone says three dirty dwarves. So this is three dirty dwarves uh, for the Sega Saturn. 
Go on. <laughs> David's favorite system. That that classic 2D beat em up. Um, this is actually kind of a an interesting game. Because um, when I think of beat em ups on the Sega Saturn, I immediately go to uh, Guardian Heroes. Um, where it was very, like, medieval-focused. You could jump between different planes, like the front, the background, and whatnot. Um, this game kind of doesn't do that. Like, it's much more linear, and it's much sillier. Um, so the basic, the plot of the game is there's, like, a, a government military institution that's trying to genetically engineer super intelligent children to design weapons and what they do is to blow off steam they play like D&D &D basically and create a device that brings their three dwarf characters into the real world to fight against the military to free them um, and for some reason when they first bring them in they land in a sporting goods shop so it's three fantasy dwarves, but one of them is, like, decked out in, like, football padded armor. Um, one of them attacks with, like, a baseball bat. Um, there's one who attacks with a bowling pin. And then the other, for some reason, has a shotgun. Hunting rifle. No, it's a shotgun. <laughs> Hunting like, shotgun. It's specifically a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> the old hunting shotgun. <laughs> Um, um, every character has a close-range attack and a long-range attack. So, like, the dude with the baseball bat will just hit three or four baseballs in quick succession. Um, the guy with the bowling pin will throw a bowling ball. And then, obviously, the guy with the shotgun shoots his shotgun. I was going to say, now, David, what is the, the guy with the shotgun's long-range attack? <laughs> he throws Please his shotgun. Yeah, he throws his gun at people. It's a boner. Um but it's, you gotta it's stop a, doing that. It's a very goofy game. Um, it like really amps up the cartoony sense of humor. Um, it does look kind of fun. Like I'm not gonna lie, if I had a Sega Saturn, I would have invited y'all over to play some Three Dirty Dwarves because it looks kind of like a blast. Three yeah, Dirty no, Dwarves really like sounds like the fucking... name of a drinking game. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it really does. I mean, it's it's a remarkably unfortunate title. Like um, one where you're not wearing pants. <laughs> so like episode of Game That Tune. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I um, just you know I, I don't understand. I mean, like what a fascinating fucking premise. Like what a weird meta fucking game. And then to call it three dirty dwarves. Like, are you trying to not sell this? Like <laughs> if I'm at Toys R Us and I'm a Sega Saturn owning you know, 11 year old in 1996. And I go, mom, I want three dirty dwarves. She'll think I'm in pornography. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, the pornography section pornography. of Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing bringing this pornography out in Toys R Us? And she'll just, you know, just the use of the word dirty in 1996 <laughs> was enough to set off my mother. <laughs> like, God, can you imagine going into Toys R Us and they have a beaded curtain section? <laughs> <laughs> Those are for the adult toys. Yeah. <laughs> we said, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't even finish the joke. <laughs> the the, the, the premise uh, of the title. You don't want to grow up, then you got to shop in the beat the curtain section. More like <laughs> Toys R Us, more like Toys in Us. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, God 
damn it. Giraffe shaped dildos. <laughs> yeah, I want the Jeffrey. <laughs> it's the only dildo we sell. <laughs> the um, the premise of the title is more that you know, they're um, they don't bathe. It, yeah, please explain in what way they are three yeah, dirty dwarves. Yeah. I was just gonna <laughs> say, like, I wanted to do a quick tangent of like, yeah. instead of the fist dildo, it's a hoof dildo. Um, yeah. But anyhow, um, <sighs> the premise is that they're they're like medieval scrappers, so like they fight dirty. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, that all makes sense. Uh, now. As I was saying that to your mother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I'm telling you, it's not a porno thing. <laughs> These guys, they just fight dirty. I don't know, what are you dirty. doing, Step Dwarf? Jesus. I'm just baffled by this game. Like it, it sounds so cool, and it seems like the kind of thing that needs to be... I don't want to say remastered or revisited, but like, it, you know, someone somewhere has this downloaded and saved. Put this on an eShop somewhere. Like, people yeah, need to just, know about just this. Pack into Nintendo and put it on there. Yeah. Well, yeah. something that I found very interesting and I definitely want to bring up uh, as I was researching this game, because unfortunately I have not played it. Um, this game was developed by Hungarian video game producers Appaloosa Interactive. Oh, yeah. Um, they are known for their classic titles, uh, such as the Contra Adventure on PlayStation. Um, say, should we do a lightning round of the fucking games they're known for? <laughs> Jaws Unleashed on PS2. Um, that was good. Richard Scary's Busy Town on DOS and the Genesis. And Oof. surprisingly... They created the entire Echo the Dolphin series. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. That's why, like, I looked. It's like, okay, what is this weird game? Who made this? And then I was looking at the games developed, like, oh, an unreleased NES game. They ported Castlevania to the Amiga. Like, okay, this seems like a weird, offbeat developer. And then I saw Echo. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Uh huh. They, uh, you know, for a couple more, they also fucking, oh god, they did the first-person shooter South Park game. <laughs> well, for N64? Uh, for PlayStation specifically. Oh. Um, That's probably And similar. then, Johnny, you'll also, you know, you'll love this one, Johnny. Uh, they developed Tiny Toon Adventures Cartoon Workshop for the <gasps> NES. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, these why guys did are... eclectic company... <laughs> Renaissance men. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking murderer's row of games that definitely exist. <laughs> so, if you ever caught yourself playing Tiny Toon Adventures Cartoon Workshop and thought, man, I wish these cartoon type characters were just in a weird beat em up where you're using sporting goods to kick the shit out of like zombies and Frankenstein monsters. Right. Have I got the title for you? Yeah, you know what I liked? I liked that Bill and Ted movie where Genghis Khan went to the mall and fucking you know wrecked those mannequins. I'd play a whole game of that. <laughs> let's uh let's make that into a game. <laughs> we can't call it three dirty cons. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we'll you know do it different. Other you know Yeah, yeah, three dirty dwarves. My, That's the ticket. My three cons. <laughs> <laughs> Three dirty Genghis Khan. 
Um, <laughs> Three of them. Yeah. So yeah, this is a, a everyone's really... related to him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Stepcon? <laughs> Game doing, Step five. <laughs> original Japanese version of this game, in the intro sequence when the main character is flying, he will pass a church with a cross and you can hear a bell ringing. In international versions, the tower was changed to not resemble any kind of religious symbol symbology, but despite that, you can still hear the bell ringing. If anyone would like, I have an additional piece of trivia. I think I'm good. 
John, oh, I was gonna say, Johnny, you kind of look like you were looking for it. Uh, I was, but you know what? Whatever. Okay, well, you know what, Johnny? If you'd like it, um, I can give it. Uh, nah. uh, officially, this game is not part of the official series canon, but the main boss uh, does appear in later games in the series, including the famous 1997 version. Or release. Oh. Uh, oh, whatever. I'm sticking with this. <laughs> so Johnny says Stepdorf. Close. Uh, sadly incorrect. Um, John and Jesse have the correct answer. This is Kid Dracula. Um, so specifically, this is Kid Dracula for the Game Boy, because uh, while the Famicom version was released in America in the Castlevania Anniversary Collection Legacy, whatever, um, the Game Boy version is actually better, which <laughs> you don't usually see huh hmm. why david how is that possible <laughs> well so um the it's so this game is basically like a non-canon spin-off tongue-in-cheek version of the castlevania games where you play as a very young alucard um, you call it a cutelvania <laughs> no really you wouldn't you I get mean, Dracula. I, pro I yeah. probably would. Okay. Um, so where the the main Castlevania games are kind of more like action platformer and then eventually like exploration based. This one kind of plays like Mega Man um, because similar to Dracula, you can throw fireballs and like that's your main attack. So you're just kind of like running and platforming and shooting fireballs um, in the Game Boy version. As you beat each stage, you get a new power-up, and it's all based on, like, Kid Dracula. Because the Game Boy version is a sequel to the Famicom one, so he he fights and defeats the, the giant eagle, evil um, dragon boss, Gallimoth. And then Gallimoth comes back in the Game Boy version, and Kid Dracula just kind of, like, forgets all of his magic. So after you beat a stage, you remember a spell. So you gain additional abilities, like you can turn into a bat and you can walk on walls. Uh, I think you get like a spread shot attack. Um, and it's just, it's a Wait, very... What are you? what are you shooting? You throw fireballs. Oh, the spread... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I moved right past the fireballs. I'm just thinking like Contra spread shot. I'm like, wait, what is Kid Dracula? What weapon does he have? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, so... Um, yeah, it's it's basically just like a tongue-in-cheek, cutesy version of Castlevania, um, which Konami did a lot of, like, they had the Paradius series making fun of Gradius, um, they had the, like, whole Ape Escape minigame and Metal Gear Solid, like, Konami is not afraid to kind of poke fun at themselves, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah. And I, I love the Castlevania games, and I love that they have those, like, gothic horror tropes and everything to it and like they don't really pull from the classic universal monsters it's more from like the hammer horror series um, mm. where it's like more violent and bloody and whatnot but I love the fact that here's this game that just really takes the piss out of it like you fight the Frankenstein's monster but he's super chibi and adorable and just kind of like charges at you with like waving arms and bulging eyes. And it's so fun. 
I mean, you know, it makes me wonder if they should have just kept this going as a series. Like, I really you know, kind of wish they would have. Castlevania Babies. <laughs> like, <laughs> why not? I mean, that's God, pretty I'll much that what cartoon. it is. Like, what, Johnny? I would absolutely watch the shit out of Castlevania Babies, like, on Nickelodeon in yeah. the afternoon. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, if, you know, if my kid could watch Castlevania Babies and learn a couple of lessons and be entertained, I'd be all in. <laughs> mm. Let's recast Muppet Babies with Castlevania Monsters. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. seriously, it's, it's a Castlevania game where the boss of the second stage is a giant chicken. Hell yeah. Not even a demon chicken, not even a monster chicken. It's literally just called chicken. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. And that's, you know, chickens are scary to kids. So, makes sense, man. Especially, yeah. like, garlic chicken. Yeah, oh, man. Is it a giant plate of garlic chicken? Because <laughs> that would, <laughs> that would really scare kid Dracula. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. Um, uh, one thing I also like about the Game Boy version is, in the original, it's just kind of kid Dracula, like going about his business and whatever um in the game boy version you have another character that you talk to and it's death and death is kind of like kid dracula's babysitter so he's kind of like whoa whoa, whoa be careful now what, what before you go like huh it's like i said it it really takes the piss out of castlevania and it's very charming and fun yeah so wait is, is death like kid dracula's hobbs like, I'm trying, you know, trying to figure out the relationship here. Like, you know, Kid Dracula's Calvin and Death is Hobbs. I'm Bill Watterson, I mean, Kid Dracula. Yeah, Kid Dracula you know, pissing on a Chevy. All right, fan artists, get on that. Now that you say it, like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my next, my other reference point was going to be like, is, is it like Jojo Rabbit? Can like other people see death? You know, or is the kid just imagining that he's got, like, a death hanging around him? Yeah. Hmm. Well, he's immortal if he's a vampire, so... Right. There would be no need for death. That's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, is death, like, a pest to a guy like Dracula, even as a kid? Like, you know, I don't know, man. You know, would death and Dracula even be friends? Would they be able to know each other? Well, I mean, in all the games, death is usually the boss you fight before you fight Dracula. So True that. So, makes, yeah, you got to defeat death. Sense. I mean, it makes sense. You got to kill death in order for Dracula to be able to be killed. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's airtight. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> if, you, if you didn't kill death, as, as long as your logically has the spirit of your wife in it. Right. So... These games make perfect sense, guys. <laughs> so much sense. But I wait, did. How, how do you kill death? Johnny, wow. The vampire ah. killer. Yeah, with, with a bottle of holy water and a whip, dude. <laughs> <laughs> death is a vampire, and you kill him with a vampire killer. Duh. Wait, I thought the world was a vampire. Oh, man. No, the world is a stage. <laughs> is Castlevania just... A giant cage, and you're the rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite all this rage. Despite all the rage. <laughs> oh, oh man. Despite... Can we get Billy Corgan as Simon Belmont at some point? You mean the, the owner of the National Wrestling Association? <laughs> Despite, all this, same. Despite all this cage, I'm still just a bat in the cage. 
I like how you said, despite all this cage. Despite all this cage, there's so much cage left. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, John. Yeah. Castlevania, much like John Regan, it makes perfect sense. Uh, and it's easy to take the piss out of, so they should do it more often. You know, Castlevania can learn a thing or two from Game That Tune. We take the piss out of Johnny quite frequently. They can take the piss out of themselves much more frequently. Good old piss flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking, you know, connoisseurs. We're sommeliers of piss around here. We're fucking, you know. God, we'll give you four different Real kinds piss of piss. wizards. All of it relating to Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you so much for uh, coming to our restaurant. I'm so glad you're here. Would you like the sommelier to come by? Oh, yes, please. That'd be great. Okay, thank you. Smollier comes up. Hey guys, are you looking for some wine? Oh no, no, I'm sorry. We wanted the piss Smollier. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. And it's Dracula. No. <laughs> Is it bat? It's bats. Yep. Oh, I know this piss. It's bat piss. It's, bat piss. it's always bat piss with you, isn't it, Dracula? <laughs> yes, I've come to bring you your t- taste of piss. Is it bat piss? Oh, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Johnny, your best Hungarian accent. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Professor Dracula got fired and he became a sommelier, but he only sells bad piss. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mr. Mr. Dracula, is it? Is it bad piss? Yes. (laughs) No, no, call me Vlad. Mr. Dracula is my father. I appreciate you doing a Dracula accent right now. <laughs> I won't say a country. I won't declare nationality for it. It's a it's a Dracula accent. A Draxent. I I, I, oh! have friend, I have a friend of mine who is from Romania and actually from Transylvania. And if she watches this, she will probably cry. That's cool. I mean, I have butchered a, her culture. Is she a Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite game show is she, is she a Dracula. <laughs> No, David, real quick, you know, as a side tangent, have you watched the Hotel Transylvania movies? No, but I've heard they're pretty good. I like Yeah, the you're first into, one. like, monsters and shit. Like, you know, I think yeah, you like Yeah, that's why I chose movies. the theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well observed. <laughs> so Touche. You, you make a valid point. Maybe you should watch these movies at some point, man. They're good. Yeah, oh, they are. They're cute. I'll put them on the list. It's Jenny Tartakovsky. Oh. Yeah. All of them. It's, it's really cool animation on silly Adam Sandler as Dracula movies. They're actually, I would say, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, I seem to recall something where, like, Adam Sandler is Dracula, but isn't, like, Dracula's father Mel Brooks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I gotta watch these now. Yeah, you should. They're uh, they're honestly completely worth. You know, let's see. There's you know four of them now, so six hours of your life. Yeah, they're totally worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll yeah. put it on the list. You should. You, yeah, they should. Be, they should already have been on your list, David. You're the you're the monster guy around here. Yeah, it's it's Dracula run the hotel. It's uh it's good shit. It's very frankly, good I'm into it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Just like anyway, how yeah. I'm into playing Kid Dracula. Yes, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's part of Hotel Transylvania. Eventually, there's a baby. There's a kid. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. Will he be a Dracula? <laughs> Maybe. 
you know, the kids grow into being a Dracula? Is it something you like? Is it like puberty? <laughs> oh God, a Dracula, a Dracula coming of age story. <laughs> is Dracula gender identity? I'm honestly not sure. I, I, just, I just imagine being in middle school and having to read a book about Dracula at a boarding school, discovering himself. <laughs> you should make a Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Dracula. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh man, the coffin and the rye. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on, there is one last thing that I do want to say about this game because I forgot to mention it previously. Um, one one thing that I think is cool because it is like a parody, <laughs> it goes, the levels go in like weird directions. Like one level is in a theme park where you're on like part of the levels on a roller coaster and shit. Like you go into the clouds in the sky and whatnot. But the first level is in Dracula's castle. So it's it looks very similar to the classic Castlevania games. And then yep. you just go off into like weird ass directions. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, it's not you entering the castle, it's you leaving the castle to go Pretty do much. fun shit. Like Wow, this is just like classic Castlevania. Oh, now I'm in an amusement park fighting a giant chicken. I guess this isn't the classic Castlevania. <laughs> very cute though. It is. Very cute. Um, God, David, yeah, you yeah, know, excellent pick. Uh, what a fucking, what a wacky game. You know, props to Konami on being willing to make these games. I feel like every every game company should make stupid versions of their own franchises. Like, especially like these days. Like, is it gonna ruin your franchise to fucking just like put out a dumb, like silly, just like absurd version of it, like in a download shop somewhere? Like, no, you're. Not saying this is canon. You're just no. fucking making a making a fun, cute version of something. I feel like more more companies should do this. The Sega's been doing that with Sonic the Hedgehog for years. No, they've just been making bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> yeah, they, they had they had no direction. They were rudderless. <laughs> I'm telling you, Metal Gear Kart Racer. I would play the fuck out of that. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's Konami. We could have had that by now. Yeah. They're that stupid. They could have fucking done that. Kid, Kid Snake. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Little, little tiny snake. <laughs> yeah, baby snake. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a dad, guys. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I support more kid versions of, of things. You know, if it, especially if it introduces my kids at a young age, my kid at a young age, to. <laughs> games that are way beyond his pay grade then yeah like yeah. kid metal gear kid call of duty all right now this is where death stabs you with his scythe right yeah now that really cute guy actually he's made of bees <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's complicated son i got yeah the point is war never changes and you know about, about the futility of the world politics, son. I don't know how to explain this any further. God, could you imagine a Metal Gear game where he unleashes all the bees, but there's those, like, 1930s cartoon bees with the giant <laughs> eyes and gloves and everything? Buzz, 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 hi! Snake! <laughs> oh, my God, now I want to see this. Oh, yeah. golly gee, wow, I'm a bee. Let's be friends. Toot toot. Now, John, oh, John, don't attack me, just do puns. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I'm a sexy little bee. Let's, let's be real. That is not how a bee would sound. The bee would come out and say, Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> 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 it's true. 
Buzz Buzz Cowabunga. I don't like it when Johnny commits to a voice. It's bad, guys. Yeah. Johnny's supposed to be a bad voice guy. He's not actually supposed to try and do a voice. This is weirding me out. Oh. <laughs> David, anything else before Is he one of the dirty dwarves? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting into dirty dwarf territory now. Oh, no, Step uh, Queen, what are you doing? Uh, no, that says it all on Kid Dracula. It's a very fun, enjoyable game. Good. I'm glad that it is. Johnny, it's time for the calculated computer. No impressions. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. George Lucas landing his dick on Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Well, well, yeah. well. Great game, Jesse. Well done. Thank you. We have the same number of points, but I think due to Johnny's technical difficulties, he was not able to compile a lightning round to break this tie, so it goes to you, my friend. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah, you very much. Good game. Good game. Um, I gotta ask you, Jesse. I had a pretty good theme in mind for this week, so I want to know if you got a better theme in mind. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you do. Your, your theme master. I want to know what do you got in mind for next week's theme? Um, comebacks. Like, uh, <laughs> no, not what you think. John, you and I went to the exact same place. <laughs> Damn it! Went straight to that clip of Chris Pratt, that blue Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, good one. Yeah, she got some cover she, back. She got some cover back <laughs> in that video. That's a pretty good video. Oh god. Stuff. But, um, no, like, like games that, you know, got a sequel or sequels, like, yeah. do you mean way, sequels? <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a sequel way after, like, they had no right to have a sequel. And it can even work for, like, a sequel to, like, an IP or something. Like, an example, like, the Ghostbusters video game that came out, like, Ghostbusters 2 was, like, what, 1989 or something? 91. 91 and then all of a sudden in the 2000s you have this like Ghostbusters game that's basically Ghostbusters 3 that would be an example or like you know Shenmue 3 like you know something where there's been a decent amount of time I'm gonna let this be pretty you know interpretive you know if you if you can justify it being a comeback would you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 count no. Yes, goddammit. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm gonna put ten, I'm gonna put ten bucks down that Johnny's game is gonna be the Ghostbusters game. Right. Can, can we also say like you know uh, can we call Return to Forms too in case we don't feel like finding long gestating sequels and fucking you know if something recaptures the fucking spirit or something can we can we yeah add that, that could work too okay cool open to interpretation yeah theme or like addendum maybe there was like a really lousy version of the game. And then the next one was like really fucking good and like oh cool they they're they're back this game is a good series again. Mm-hmm. So. Sounds good, man. I like Sounds anything really where you can justify it. Yeah. Good. What do you Very think? Good. You think your theme's better? Or? No, I, yeah, I think my theme was perfectly fine. But uh, you know, I like yours. Uh, okay, comebacks. Okay. It's a it's a good theme. It's a, it's a classic American story. Everybody loves a good comeback story. 
So it'll be a, it'll be a good theme for next week's episode. Hell yeah. Um, and we want to thank you guys uh, for you know listening and watching this week's episode. Thanks to everybody. Uh, we super appreciate you guys watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook at 9 Eastern every week. Search for Game That Tune. <laughs> uh, we're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> Hit up GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate you guys listening there. Uh, head over to Patreon.com slash GameThatTune for our awesome exclusives. We've got uh, movie commentaries at every tier. Seriously, everybody that signs up for Patreon, I should have made this clear a long time ago, anybody that signs up for Patreon gets access to the movie commentaries. Sign up for a little bit more, you get covered up, you get mixtapes, you get GTT gems, you get all kinds of fun shit. But uh, we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there at Patreon, and we, su- uh, we super appreciate you guys supporting us. Special thanks to our Patreon absurd fans, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsaddled Zebra, and Akadar, a fantastic group of people that support us on patreon.com slash game that tune and we love you guys um david you took the request this week who gave us our requests uh, our request came from our discord uh which is probably the best place to make the requests and it came from the link floyd yep thank you link uh patron not a, not a patron absurd fan but that's okay we're not shaming you we're thanking you we're thanking you for that request uh yeah david like david said he made his request in discord that's the best place for it but you can also hit us up game that tune at gmail.com or find us on twitter at game that tune or you can find us individually on twitter i am there at jgangsta187 you can find john regan on twitter at johnny gunvolt you can find david fleming on twitter at dfd fleming and you can find this week's winner jesse moore on twitter at sega underscore legend hell yeah guys so jesse you've got fantastic bonus tunes and i would like to know what they are um to go along with my theme i chose comeback player of the year by mega ran and this is the kk cruisin remix Ooh, nice. we love mega ran baby and we just uh we all love that magfest set so uh yeah we love you mega ran we love everybody for listening peace out everybody Hey, hey, well, all right now. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Mega Ran and Kaizu. Uh, uh, so put this in your Jeep and just cruise. Around the 90s, the Jeep was the vehicle to have. It's something like Grandma Ma with the cons on, wig blowing in the wind, go to getting a shine on her from a legend of forest in the dirt. Not born, you gonna see this. Holding on to your popcorn. I used to have a handle on life, then it broke off. Went from being busy and booked to getting no calls. I've been sitting up in the house for what seemed like so long that me and Kazu back. He put his foot in this joint, we gon' make it worth it. Thank you for the purchase or stream. We keep it hot like a furnace. Should be facing fast for what I do to mics. Kevin Harlow would say we had no regard for human life but we too precise push limits further and further even kevin durant gotta spread the word this murder trade the campus murder i was waiting for a payday but to see your system it proves like kk yes i've been booed and yes i've been cheated yes i've been loved and yes i've been feed yes i've been down but yes i'm still here guess i'm the comeback player of the year now 30 it's still early clear the way i close deficits in a hurry down but not out and that be a fact that i'm the comeback yeah. player yeah. of the year now 30 it's still early 
in the way I close deficits in a hurry. Down but not out, and that be a fact that I'm the comeback player. I was gonna kill a couple rappers, but they did it to themselves. Been an actor since the quarantine, sitting on the shelves, gaining weight. But I'm back in the gym, keeping it challenging. Now we celebrate like it's Juneteenth in Galveston. Random beats, the tradition is strong. 30 point run, got the computer resistance on. I'ma need that salty run back, shorty, 'cause everybody likes a good comeback story. Yes, I've been booed, and yes, I've been cheated. Yes, I've been loved, and yes, I've been feared. Yes, I've been down, but yes, I'm still here. Guess I'm the comeback player of the year. Now 30, it's still early. Clear the way I close deficits in a hurry. Down but not out, and that be a fact that I'm the comeback player of the year. Kazu beats, we did it again. <laughs> yeah. Nobody Saves the World is copyright 2022 Drinkbox Games. 3D.Game Heroes is copyright 2010 Silicon Studio and Atlas. Legend of Mana is copyright 2021 Square Enix Company Limited. Three Dirty Dwarves is copyright 1996 Appaloosa Interactive. Kid Dracula is copyright 1990 Konami. I think I made a show now. Well, the underwear on stream, maybe. I don't know. Damn it. No, I didn't see it. Okay. Oh, okay. I would have been like, ooh. I mean, I would show off my underwear, but I'm not wearing anything fancy. It's been oh, I done. thought you were going to say I'm not wearing any. Oh, well, that too. Yeah. Nothing fancy. Nothing at all. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, most of my underwear has, like, and in the back. cute patterns or, like, cartoon shit or, like, Christmas stuff because I get underwear <laughs> for Christmas and whatnot. But um, today I'm just wearing, like, plain teal boxers. They're very boring. Well, they're not. Teal's a great color. Is, is Christmas the only time you get new underwear? Because that's concerning. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> that's it. Easter I'm doing a show in my underwear. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, old, the front buckle automatically makes you think someone's dick is coming out. Yeah, no, that's immediately where my mind goes. I like how you say you're going to show your underwear, stand up, and then immediately sit back down. I said I'm doing the show in my underwear. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you didn't say I'm showing underwear. Oh, okay. Just to show you how enjoyable plain blue pair of underwear can be. Check. uh, Make sure our stream is like hot tub or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me and Malkova, we're coming for you.